We're all going into the Christmas season where it's all about the lights, materialism, and gifts, but yet today I was thinking about how people really need to find out who Jesus really is, and I have a guest on my show today called Neil Getzlow. Say hi, Neil. Uh, hi, everybody. Hi, Gail. And you're on Healing Begins. If you're listening by radio right now or podcast, Neil was a guest before. Tell them a little bit about who you are, Neil, was before we begin. Yeah, so uh, my name is Neil Getzlow. I live in Kansas City, Missouri, with my wife, and um, we. I have a very uh, well. I'll let you listen to the old, older podcast. You can find out my journey, how I was able to find Jesus, um, and and get some just redemptive healing, um, to break free from a pornography addiction, thanks to forgiveness, um, and just the yeah, just God's grace. I'm um, here today and um, being able to talk about how I was able to go from from being an atheist, right? I had no connection to God to now today being a a strong follower of Jesus Christ. Yeah, but we also talked about finding Jesus because you are not only an atheist, there's something else people need to know yes. about you, right? <laughs> yes. So I grew up in a, well, let's see, I grew up in a very Jewish home. Um, all my family is Jewish. All my friends were Jewish, are Jewish still. I grew up in St. Louis, so it was a, it was a Jewish neighborhood, predominantly Jewish school. Um, but like like I said, I had no connection to God. So like I, I thought about this recently. My only connection to God was when my mom and I would sit down and watch the Ten Commandments around Passover time with Charlton Heston every year. I like that movie. I do too. But that's all I I had three hours of or four hours of knowledge of, about the Bible from that movie once a year. And then, but you know, I mean, that's what I see in a lot of, you know, in just in my family and in a lot of my Jewish friends, it's, it's a, it's a secular Judaism, right? It's not, there's no connection to God. There's no relationship to God. And you live a life, a normal life, like everybody else for 364 days a year. And then you maybe get together on one day, day of atonement, um, Yom Kippur and, just do you know fast and then you're clean for the next year and uh, uh and but i found that um i am i am free from the law uh, because the price has already been paid for us so did you have your own bar mitzvah and everything like that yeah you know that's the thing i went to so many of those uh growing up i went to my both of my cousins had a bar mitzvah and a bar mitzvah. My brother got bar mitzvahed. Um, a lot of my friends did. I didn't. I didn't even go to temple. I didn't go to Sunday school or anything. Like, and I was always so jealous because, like, I'd see the wad of cash these these kids are raking in at thirteen from these <laughs> celebrations. I'm like, why didn't I get one of these? <laughs> yeah, that's funny. So, so for you. Um... Jesus wasn't even on your radar screen. No, it really wasn't. He he was not. Um, like I said, by the time I got to, like, I, there is a certain, I, I connect with being Jewish, right? There is a certain cultural pride. And, and again, and we'll, I know we'll talk about how it relates to today's events uh, that are going on in Israel and in the Middle East. But there is a certain pride in being Jewish. But it, again, it was a cultural thing, mm -hmm. right? So it wasn't about... There's no faith involved. Uh, you know, I never, never read the Bible, uh, but just until a few years ago. And so to, to even learn what, what it was as a Jew, what, what we were supposed to believe. 
so I, I had no connection to God. And then by the time I got older and went to college and thought of myself as enlightened, right. And got educated. Then I realized, at least I thought I realized that there's, there's, it's just, we're just here. Right. And, and there's no, there's no God and we're here, we live, we die and that's it. Well, you know, I run into a lot of people who are not Jewish, who know nothing about Jesus. Yeah. Well, they might, some might say, well, yeah, he walked the earth. He was a good human or he was a, maybe a teacher or a good prophet. That's but what I would really say. don't know who he was. Yeah, I'd say that a lot, especially uh, to my wife. Um, I tell her all the time, like, yeah, I, you know, Jesus, he, I'm sure he was a real person. He seems, sounds like a real fine guy. I do not believe he's the Messiah or he was not God walking the earth. Like I, I could never, I could never wrap my mind uh, around that at all. And, you know, that's, that's kind of the, the interesting part of my journey is that, you know, when I got married to my current wife, we lived a very secular life together, celebrated our sins yeah, and just, just had a good time. But she got saved three months after we got married and she sat, and she sat me down and said, Hey, I'm, I'm a follower of Jesus. Now, oh which, boy. She said, like, so imagine her telling that to an atheist, Jewish, cranky Jewish man, <laughs> uh, like that, that conversation doesn't go well. And, uh, uh, and I, at one point, um, but that, I will say at one point before I actually got saved, I told her I was 99.9% .9 sure I would never be a believer in Christ. But I left, I left that 0.01% chance for it to happen. And, and so gosh. you meet, so what you're saying is it's a possibility. There's, there was, I left the door open. <laughs> Obviously that's all, that's all he needed. <laughs> it was just that small, like, right. The faith of a mustard seed is all he needed to, yeah. you know, to, um, to make a difference. What was it that really, you know, you grow up, Jesus isn't even on your radar screen. You never read the Bible. You never read the Torah, right? No, no. You never got your bar mitzvah. No. So Jesus is really the, Father's thing from your mind. Oh, you did get the "Let My People Go" the movie, you know, in the movie and with Charles. I got the highlights. Houston. I like that movie actually. I try to watch it every year. It's so funny to watch it now with all the new technology we have to see this right. movie. Right. Um, but I was thinking the other day. I went to see that movie. Um, Near death, life after death. Yeah, I know which one you're talking about. Yeah, I went to see that, and I was thinking, sitting there, oh my word, how many people are going to hell every day, every day? Yeah, and are are facing eternity. I mean, that one guy. Did you did you go watch the movie Life? I haven't. I have not seen it yet. I'd like to. It's uh, it's really good. And they're really trying to come from a scientific standpoint to say from their discovery, there's life after death. And then they have people talking about their accidents or experiences and what it was like. They have some good experiences and they have bad experiences, like people that one guy was, was stepped outside of the room when he was out of his body and there were demons waiting for him. I mean, yeah. just crazy stuff like that. So I'm thinking, wow. Out of all the times that people could live in a hopeless society is now that, that if there's any, you know, you know, it says in Matthew one twenty one, 
she will give birth to a son and you are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. And I think of what would I have been like if I'd have been in back there by Nazareth and I knew that Joseph, the son of the carpenter, is now claiming to be God. Yeah. What, what would I have thought? <laughs> what would have went through my mind? Right. Right. He, I mean, that's, yeah. He gets that's, in front of the Jewish people and he says, Both before Abraham was, I am. And they wanted to stone him because he used the words like, I am, I am. That's right. Yeah. I mean. Absolutely. That it's that's you know it's it's in so interesting because you know I you know I I try to very gently share the gospel with my family my Jewish family and then they know you know they know my beliefs and but I, I remember a, a couple of years ago um, I I did a passive aggressive move with my mom and left a Bible in her apartment and ran out the door I said bye I'm leaving. And, uh, she, um, she like called me and was like, Hey, you left your book in my apartment. I'm coming down to give this back to you. And she was like, and she's like this 80 year old woman who I've not seen her move that fast ever to hand me back that Bible. And I could, when she handed it to me, it was kind of it, like, I could almost see her, see the fear in her eyes. Like she didn't want any part of this. And there's just, that's, you know, right. That this has happened since the day Jesus walked the earth, that people did not want to, they didn't want to know the truth. And um, he said, you will know the truth and the truth shall set you free. Right. Yeah. And to me, so like, to me, imagine me when I first started to read the Bible and realized that, because again, you're, I, you're not supposed to read past the old Testament as a Jewish person, right? That's it. We stop at the old Testament. But then you go into Matthew and he, they start with the genealogy of Jesus. Like it, it, it really, it, um, it blew me away. It really did. What, what, what was it about it that blew you away though? Because I realized that the, the, I realized that the message was for the Jews first and then the Gentiles. Yeah. It was we for were just us. Talking in our staff meeting where the young girl wanted her daughter healed and jesus said would i take the children's bread and feed it to the dogs and she said mm -hmm. but sure the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from the master's table and he healed her yeah because you know, it was to the jew first and then the gentiles but then the jewish folks rejected their messiah but you know it was always in god's plan sure that the whole world would be saved like he wanted the whole world, but the Jewish people were the chosen people. Now I know some people might have a hard time with that, but that's what God chose. And so, wow. Yeah. When you think about that, it's incredible. It is. And, you know, I came across this um, from Luke 19 verses 41 through 44. And it, and it, I reading this again, given the context of today's world, it says, as he approached Jerusalem and saw the city, he wept over it and said, if you even, if you, even you had only known on this day, what would bring you peace, but now it is hidden from you, from your eyes. 
The days will come upon you when your enemies will build an embankment against you and encircle you and hem you in on every side. They will dash you to the ground, you and the children within your walls. They will not leave one stone on another because you did not recognize the time of God's coming to you. And it just breaks my heart to know that um, salvation is right there and, and, and people can't see it and the, the destruction that's um, at our door now. Well, that was really good because, first of all, that was, I think that was fulfilled in eighty seventy by Titus and his armies. And it's almost like it's being fulfilled right now. Yeah. With the battle that's going on around around Israel with all the nations that are trying to wipe, you know, that 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 awful saying from Palestine yes. to the sea. Horrible. But little do they know that God gave Abraham and the Jewish people all that land. I remember hearing about the commander during the Six Day War. And he was looking up into the sky. And one guy asked him, what are you looking at? He said, oh, I'm waiting for that angel to tell me when to go. He saw the angel up in the sky, and he was waiting for the angel to give him the command. And uh, Israel will come through, and they'll come out of all this. But you know what I'm thinking, Neil? There are going to be some Jewish people that listen to this. And first of all, we want them to know we love them. Yes. Secondly, they're not going to believe unless somehow God or Jesus, who is God in the flesh, reveals himself to them as Messiah. And you know what? That's my prayer for your listeners. Lord, you love your people. I have one prayer. Jesus, reveal yourself to them as Messiah. And if, and if, Lord, if someone's not Jewish, I say the same thing about those folks too. Lord, let Christmas be more than just about Santa Claus, the reindeer, and gifts and materialism. Let it be about the ultimate gift that was given when God gave his son. Well, and I would say that, you know, and my message to, um, to any Jewish people that might be listening out there would be if you haven't yet read Isaiah 53, mm. like that, that's that to me, that really, um, that really cemented for me. Like I, it was already working on my heart, but when I got to that um, passage where it says, for he was cut off from the land of the living for the transgression, transgression of my people, he was punished. He was assigned a grave with the wicked and, with the rich in his death, though he had done no violence, nor was any deceit in his mouth. Yet it was the Lord's will to crush him and cause him to suffer. And through the Lord makes his life an offering for sin. Like I can't be any more clear than that. Like Isaiah is writing about this hundreds of years before this happened. And um, it's uh, like, to me, again, to me, that was, that was the, if there was one definitive, you know, scripture in the Bible that points that, pointed me and said this he is your messiah it was that that, that isaiah is my favorite book of the bible yeah actually isaiah yeah as a christian isaiah is my favorite book so someone once said so jesus fulfilled all the messianic prophecies someone said once you know what the odds of that are it's like filling the state of texas three feet deep with silver dollars painting one red 
shaking it the whole state up, blindfolding yourself, going down on a rope without being able to look and pick that dollar the first time. Impossible. Impossible. That he would fulfill all of those prophecies. Yeah. And so, and yet, you know, it's interesting to me, they watched Jesus back then do miracles and they doubted. They watched the 500 people, watched him ascend into heaven and some still doubted and he was standing right there in yeah. front of them. And you yeah. know what? It's not any different today. It's not. Then you're right. It's not. It is not any different today. And why the other religions hate him is because he's the one that said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man coming to the Father except to me, John 14. Somebody said to me once, well, what do you think he meant by that? Uh, the way, the truth, the life? I think he was pretty clear with what he meant. Uh, yeah, and and I will say, like, if if you if you even want to see a miracle, like, and I and I don't say this to brag, I say this to brag about God. The miracle that happened is me, because I am a miracle. Uh, there is no other way to explain how on April thirteenth, twenty twenty, I was one way, and on April, literally April fourteenth, twenty twenty, I was another way. I don't I don't know how to explain that, other than I got a new heart. It wasn't necessarily perfect when he put it in there, but it was a new heart made of flesh. He took that heart of stone out. And like, how, like, if you want evidence, that is the evidence. Because if, if you knew me, if you knew the old Neil, you'd see there's no way, there's no way this could be possible. No way. So Neil, you want to invite people that might want to accept Jesus into their heart in a prayer? You want to give an sure. invitation? Sure. Um, Father, we thank you for, for this day and this opportunity to, to spread the, the, about the great things that you've done in all of our lives, Lord. And I thank you for what you've done in my, my life. I, I have picked up my cross. I've denied myself and you are my Lord and savior, Jesus. And I just ask that uh, I, if there are other people there, if you're listening out there and, and you are, you feel so compelled to give your life to Jesus I just invite you to do it today um, and admit it and just invite them into your heart and, and ask for forgiveness and know all the things, all the sins that, that um, have held us back, they, they will be wiped away and your heart will be made clean and pure. If you invite Jesus into your heart and accept him uh, as your Lord and savior, Lord. And I just pray that the, the right hearts and the right ears hear this message on this podcast today, Lord. Thank you. Amen. Lord, I'll add to that prayer that, Lord, I what I'm praying is that you will visit people in the night, that you would give people who don't know you a revelation of who you really are. And Jesus, when you walked to earth, you said, if you don't believe in me, at least believe in the miracles I do, because they testify of me. And I pray for supernatural divine miracles for the people that are listening. I pray for physical healings back to be healed next to be healed. Lord, whatever the healing is needed in people's body, you are Jehovah Rapha, God, our healer. I pray you release a healing anointing over everyone that's listening. Set people free from pain. Set people free from mental torment. You said that you came 
to set your people free in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. And you know, and if you want to read a good book out there and you're listening, my book is God Moments. Yes. Using stories of the divine. You read it, haven't you, Neil? I have. It is an it is an awesome book. And I, I, I promise you, I'm not making this up. Every day when I when I wake up, I ask God for a God moment. I said, help me see the moments that are out there during my day today. So uh, yeah, your, your book is wonderful. And it's on amazon.com. Put in my name, Gail, G-A-L-E, Croc, K-R-A-G-T. It's in English and in Spanish. And if you like to, if you want to learn to walk in God moments, there's a study guide that goes with it now that you can get. But Neil, you also have a book. What's the name of your book? I do. My book is Unmasked, Conquering Sexual Sin and Walking in Victory. You know, we didn't, we have to go back and listen to the first podcast to learn all about my journey, but I overcame a, a lifelong addiction to pornography saved by the forgiveness of my wife and of Jesus. And um, my life is, this, this book tells about how my life looks much different today than it did just uh, three years ago. Hey, I read your book. Chapter one got me because when I was reading chapter one, I could hear those Oh, oh yeah, steps coming downstairs. I thought, <laughs> "Ooh, Neil is in trouble." I was. Uh, wow, wow, and she. I've got to say that uh, that it is a really good book. And uh, and pornography is a pandemic out there right now, and the people are struggling with that. I would really encourage you to get that book. Well, we don't have a lot of time left here. We got a couple minutes, and as we close out. You know, you might say, well, you still haven't convinced me. Well, I'm not trying to, because really the only one that can convince you that Jesus is Messiah is Jesus. Well, and I would just real quick, I'll just add this um, as my parting words. My wife would always say to me, Neil, if you're right and there is no God, then, then you haven't lost anything if you follow this new path. But she said, if I'm right and there is a God, and he offers salvation, you've lost everything if you don't follow and take that chance. What have you What have you got to lose? Also, I'm going to add to that. Maybe you're going to like, okay, Jesus, are you really real? I'm going to invite you into my heart, and I'm going to see what happens. Well, if he's not real and he's not who he said he was, nothing's going to happen. But if he's right. real, <laughs> it'll be life-changing for you. Amen to say, that. Oh, you don't know my family. I'll get in trouble then. Well, you might. <laughs> I'd rather be on the right path with the Lord. And right. I'd rather be walking with him and knowing where I'm going. Absolutely. Without you question. Know, so, well, um, Lord, I just pray as we close off this time together. Lord, I just want to thank you for everyone that's listening. I pray you send your holy angels out to minister to every person under the sound of our voices right now. Lord, your angels came to minister to those who shall be heirs of salvation. I pray for those that need protecting, Lord. Maybe they've been living in fear that God, your holy angels, would protect them and encamp around them. Lord, thank you for what you're doing today. Thank you for Christmas. Thank you for coming to earth to be born as a baby because you are the reason for the season. You are God in the flesh who came to make his dwelling among us in Jesus' name. May the Lord richly bless you. May he keep you. May he cause his face to shine upon you. May he be gracious to you and give you peace. Thank you for tuning in 
to Healing Begins, please share this podcast with all your friends.